0: It's time for grab That's right. We get to all the stories we didn't have a chance to in the first three plus hours of the program. And let's start with the Boston Celtics who are now through three quarters over at the garden. They have a 102-90 lead over the Mavericks. Jason Tatum, 16 points in the third quarter. He now has 27. That is a team high. Porzingis has 24 and Brown has 20. So all three of those guys who average 20 points per game on the season are all at 20 or more after three quarters where they lead by a dozen. So and not Peyton, to mention, yeah, yeah,
1: Drew Holiday during my first update after the first quarter, I think, had 11, and he hasn't scored since. So they, they're they literally giving him roles like we need you to score, yep. then we need you to play defense. Like They're so versatile.
0: They are. Seven assists, too, for Holiday, seven assists for Derek White, who has eight points. Celtics is a team of 24 assists on 38 buckets they've already made 16 threes they They're 16 of 34 from three so anytime they shoot 47 percent from three and you know what I, I gotta say win. like
1: I wasn't convinced but I think tonight did it for me Luka Doncic is pretty good
0: he's the man Luka's nasty he's at he has 28 points 10 rebounds 9 assists with a quarter left to play and he has to put up with Kyrie Irving so, I, mean, I, mean, I mean that's
1: at uh, and before the season, Grant Williams. For most of the season, and Grant, Grant Williams. Williams.
0: Yeah, right. These guys in the Celtics knew what that was like. It just seems now, like Luka, they can
1: never find the right pieces around him. No, they
0: can't. And you wonder if he's going to be a guy that at some point wants out of there, or is he just like, hey, I'm comfortable here and you know, keep trying somebody new. But it hasn't worked at this point. I think he's, point. he's
1: probably the second hardest guy to build around. Because you know the strategy. He's basically like a LeBron James type where you just have to give him the ball and you just need guys standing on the perimeter to let them shoot. They just need to find shooters.
0: Yeah, get a couple guys that can knock down some shots. Maybe, like, he would actually fit pretty well with, like, Carl Anthony Towns. You know, like a big guy that could also shoot threes so you can move them all over the place. But yeah, Dallas isn't going anywhere this year. But Luca will be first team All NBA again. And he'll probably finish th- second or third in the MVP vote, would be my guess.
1: It's time for grab bag.
0: Red Sox Grapefruit League action continued this afternoon where uh, Lucas Giolito made his Sox debut. Not great. although not great. I, no, it wasn't. Thank you, Alex. I did see Merloney retweet somebody saying that his velocity was up. So maybe you want to hang your hat on that. Maybe we'll maybe it'll be a good Giolito. I'm not writing anybody off after one spring start. However, I would, didn't love the signing to begin with. I don't think he's a very good pitcher, and in his uh, first outing, he went two and a third, allowed four runs on two hits, including a home run. He walked three and had one strikeout. Uh, Jaron Duran was in the lineup today, as was Rafaela Abreu, Dahlbeck, Reyes, but didn't do much. They lost to the Twins 5-3. They are now 4-3 and three in the spring. <laughs>
2: Here comes the grab bag, grab, grab back, 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 grab, grab bag.
0: Tristan Casas was on the Greg Hill Show this morning. Of course, the morning show was down in uh, Florida for a few days. Uh, caught up with a whole bunch of people. You can check out the Odyssey app for Alex Cora, Craig Breslow, Nick Pavetta, amongst others. Today, Tristan Casas, and uh, sounds like he certainly is a fan of one Alex Cora. Tristan, so you said earlier about the, you have the great team, great manager, great coaches. So Cora's in the final year of his deal. Uh, what would you think as a member of the Red Sox playing for a different manager than Alex Cora next season?
2: I can't imagine it, just because I haven't haven't done it. Um, he he's the backbone of the organization. I think he's such such a great example for everybody in and out in and outside of the clubhouse. I think inside of there he's he's always really active um he's displaying exactly what he preaches he never expects results he's always about um all the things that i've been treating uh uh, preaching right now attitude effort energy um, those are all very controllable things and and he doesn't he doesn't ask too much of us and he's always honest he's always honest he shoots me straight which is exactly what I want from my manager I don't want him to sugarcoat anything I don't want him to hide um, behind any doors he he's very upfront with with what he likes and what he doesn't and and that's who I want at the helm um, when things are going bad he's always super level-headed and I think he's just the right right guy for the job so there you go. I mean, that is
0: a uh, big praise because like, you know, there's the like the, the political answer, but that's more. That's so much more than that, right? You can just be like, he's your manager now. He's the only manager you have ever had. You can say a couple of nice things and move on. But like that is he is a huge fan of Alex Cora. And I don't think it's if I think it's when Alex Cora is no longer the manager of the Red Sox. You know, Does he make it through the entire year? Does he get canned after the trade deadline? Like I it's hard to envision a future with Alex Cora here and they're all pros. They'll eventually get over it. But I think Tristan Costas probably speaks for a lot of guys that that is going to, that is going to be tough to overcome. That is going to be a a shock to the system when, uh, when he ends up moving on and, you know, I don't know if I don't think the Red Sox are gonna take that into account because I'm not even sure if Alex Cora wants to be
1: back. If they don't listen to the fans, how, why would they listen to their players? No, <laughs> yeah. so then we know they don't listen to the players. Last
0: year, Kenley Jansen told anybody he would listen. Let's let's add at the deadline. Add at the deadline. They're like, we're not gonna do that. So yeah, they're not gonna listen to the players. Raphael Devers was saying, hey, we we need what we need. They're not
1: I think anything. Cora's gonna turn into a sympathetic figure this year.
0: He definitely could. Yeah, he definitely could. Because I think everybody's getting so mad at John Henry, Breslow's kind of caught in between. He'll end up getting more blame than Cora, even though I don't think he's really allowed to spend much, but he'll still get more blame than Cora. So yeah, for sure. Grab bag. Uh Bruins off tonight. They won last night. They beat Bruce Cassidy. They had a 3-0 lead, then the next thing you know, it was 4-4 in the third period, but they did get the win in regulation. So it was their first regulation win in like ten games. It was the first time they didn't even go to overtime. In in uh, they had six straight games where they went to overtime, or losing those things left and right. But they were picking up points each time.
1: I don't. I don't know. The last night did not give me as a Bruins fan much more confidence. No. The fact that no they, not at all. They had a first
0: period lead again, and it wasn't like one zip. It was three nothing.
1: You had Morgan Geeky get a hat trick in the second period. Congrats to Geeky. Yep, you had, a, you had a hat trick. And
0: uh, they got the win, but it's like, all right, here we go again. Because I'm less concerned with losing in a shootout. You're not going to see a shootout in the playoffs. So whatever, you're not going to shoot. It's like shootout.
1: last year with the Celtics in the third quarter.
0: <laughs> well, they were going to see third quarters.
1: <laughs> so it's a little. So
0: I just mean like they're not going to have to play a three-on-three overtime period. They're not going to have to go to a shootout where their guys just aren't very good at it but they are potentially going to have a lead, and they have to play with the lead, try to add to the lead rather than blowing all these leads. So, yeah, that part's annoying.
1: The hills fill my heart with the sound of me-
0: Grab bag. The Minnesota Vikings have released running back Alexander Madison, so that kind of adds to the long list of running backs who are available via free agency. And guess what? None of them are probably going to cost much. There's a whole bunch of guys out there. Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, Derek Henry, Austin Eckler. You have all these guys sort of at the at the top. Josh Jacobs, he just led the league in rushing a couple years ago. They're all available. And then you have another tier down, like Ezekiel Elliott's back on that list, Alexander Madison, and a few others. So uh, definitely an area that the, the Patriots should consider, and they're not going to have to break the bank. And uh, they have a lot of money to spend. They have $100 million, give or take, in cap space. So adding one of those top running backs I do not think would be a mistake. Come on up first. Grab bag. NFL combine uh, literally off and running and uh we've had a few positions run the 40 so far. Started yesterday, got it today, uh tomorrow quarterbacks, wide receivers and running backs. So that should be another really fast group. Today you have the defensive backs. And how about Nate Wiggins? Not sure if there's a relation there to Jermaine or not, but Nate Wiggins, the Clemson corner, who I think is probably going to be a first round pick anyway, currently with the fastest 40 time, 4.28. That is humming. So Nate Wiggins, 4.28, 40. Uh, Let's see.
1: It's not the record, though. Let's just point that out. It's not the record. Does Chris
0: Johnson still have the record, or somebody break down? No, I think it was uh, John Ross. John Ross. That got him uh, to be a top ten pick, and that was a mistake. Yeah, Nate Wiggins, six one, one seventy three, nine inch hands. Although as a corner, I don't think they really care quite as much about the hands, but yeah, four point two eight forty, thirty-six inch vertical. Okay,
1: here's the John Ross had a four two two. That was the fastest. Okay. But still, that's pretty 4-2-2. close. I think
0: Chris Johnson, the running back, was like four two four, I want to say. I think he had the record maybe until John Ross got it. But anyway, you always get a few crazy ones. But four two eight—that's going to be one of the better ones. Of okay, the John,
1: John Ross four two two. Yep, and then it's Kalen Barnes four two three. He did that a year ago oh. or two years ago. Okay, Chris Johnson is third at a four two four.
0: Yeah, see, I don't know why I remember that four two four. There's really no reason for me to have that memorized, but yet here we are. You know uh, who's
1: tied for ninth? Tyquan Thornton. Four two eight. Tiny wrist, but the guy could he could see. Oh,
0: so he ran a four two eight as well. The same thing that Wiggins ran today. So yeah, we'll see tomorrow with the running back or the wideouts, more so, if anybody can touch that. He had a handful of four threes. Uh the linebacker, what's his name? Peyton Wilson, the linebacker from NC State, who also could be like a first or a second round pick. He ran a four four three as a linebacker. It's insane. Some of these some of these numbers are crazy. The, there's a tight end from Washington that ran a four four seven. I don't know. I care about this stuff probably more than uh, than I should.
1: You have been defeated by the grab bag.
0: All right, I'm very excited for this uh, hashtag Dork related news as uh, Dune Part Two is in theaters right now. Of course, the sequel to uh, Dune, which came out in the end of 2021, which was fantastic, and Dune Part Two. Currently on Roddy T's ninety four percent by the critic and ninety five percent by the audience. Which I am surprised that six percent of people didn't care for this. So I am super excited for this. The cast it's probably
1: the people who voted a hundred on on Dune Part One. Yeah, well, I also
0: I use Rotten Tomatoes, even though I think it's overall kind of crap, because all they do it's not like it's got a ninety five out of a hundred score. What it is is they just ask everybody basically like thumbs up thumbs down like old Siskel and Ebert style. And if you give it like a yes it could be barely yeah, it could be like just over. You might think it's like a 6 or a 7 out of 10, but it's it's like it's, yeah, it's, go. Yeah, go see it. By that metric, there should be way more movies that are 100% or 0%. Like if it's just yes or no. That's all yeah, like, there's no in between. Like, every time you leave a movie, if somebody's like, yes or no, not, uh you know, eight eight 8.7 out of 10. No, 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 just yes or no. So, like, apparently 6% of critics saw Dune 2 and were like, no, that's just not for me. I not don't, enough violence. Well, it's crazy. Like, you look at every single movie. Like, there's no movie. There's really no movies that have a significant number of reviews that are out 100%. And you just love to track down those people. And be like, so, you're not a fan of The Godfather? Like, what about The Godfather did you not... Oh, yeah, you didn't have uh, Shawshank Redemption as a thumbs up. Like, okay. All right. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't be reviewing movies anymore. Swing, There's a line drive left center field. Deep back by the wall. And it is grab bag. Uh, TV show recommendation. I've mentioned it a couple of times this week. That would be Shogun on FX and then on Hulu the next day. Excellent. 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 It is uh, Samurai's. It is a historical drama. This is based off of uh, what really happened, and it kind of has like a Game of Thrones vibe. So I would suggest getting it on the ground floor. This is gonna be the this is gonna be one of the like these epics. And so far, so good. Like it looks good. The acting's good. Now, about half the show is in Japanese, so it's if you're into subtitles, I don't mind subtitles, especially. Having little kids, I feel like sometimes when they're taking a snooze, I have the subtitles on anyway, even for like an English show. So I'm kind of used to the subtitles now. But I know some people don't like it. So just as a heads up, there are subtitles in this show. But Braverman, uh, are you watching any shows on the regular right now?
1: Uh, I'm not really a TV show binge okay. watcher. Mm-hmm. I will say the most recent... Little mini series that I uh, just binged was yes. uh, the TED TV series, which was hilarious. I love it. I love the movies. Yeah. And I was so excited when I saw the teaser for a, a TV show. Yeah. Love it. Te- Absolutely love it. I hope it gets more.
0: I agree. I couldn't believe how good the TV show was. Uh, Davey and I did an episode on that too. You you, you check that out in the archives. Uh, TED season one was, had to be like the sleeper of the year because. I would say I like the movies. Well, I like the first one. The second one was like wasn't as good. The show I thought was even better. Like it was it was laugh out loud, funny every single episode. Grab bag. We've been talking about Dwayne the Rock Johnson, uh, from time to time on the show because he's got himself right back in the WWE. He also I think has some sort of ownership stake or something in it now as well. Um but he may or may not be in the main event at WrestleMania. That seems to be up in the air. However, it came out today that The Rock has secured ownership rights for several names and catchphrases. So you remember when Brady like tried to trademark a couple of things? I believe one of them was Tom Terrific. And they're like, that's not even your freaking nickname. So listen to all these things that The Rock. now. It's 2024. I don't know why he's doing this now. But these are the names and catchphrases that The Rock has secured ownership rights for. The Rock, Team Corporate. I feel like you can't. I feel like you can't catchphrase Team Corporate.
2: Now
1: it doesn't roll off the no.
0: tongue. Rock Nation. I like that one. Isn't there already a Rock Nation? Like well, it's RLC? got different spelling. Yeah. Okay. Rudy Poo. Rudy Poo is probably good. Candy Ass.
1: He's trademarked. I'm surprised he didn't have that already.
0: Same. Uh, Jabroni.
1: Again, same thing.
0: These are all Rock. Everybody associates these with the Rock, but he never owned them until today. If you smell what the Rock is cooking, got it.
1: How are these out there?
0: I don't know. He should have had these like 20 years ago. Somebody needed to pounce on these. The Samoan Sensation feels unnecessary. The Blue Chipper. The People's Champion. The Great One. Know Your Role and Shut Your Mouth. The Rock, Just Bring It. The People's Elbow, Rock Bottom. So he's just going with his two of his moves. So he's
1: just going to his move set and all his catchphrases for all of these. Correct. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Surprised he doesn't have Spine Buster in there. But this is, again, ownership for uh, names and catchphrases that The Rock uh, got ownership of. Uh, Finally, The Rock has come back. (laughs) Although I feel like without the end of that, it's kind of worthless. Fire so does that Zalakis
1: mean if someone goes to, to the rock. yeah, like can they end it however they want and they'll stay out of legal trouble? Yeah, that one's
0: <laughs> that one. I don't think is really helping you much. Uh, it doesn't matter what, which is kind of uh, a good one, I suppose.
1: Well, I again, that's like his trademark catch. For I don't know which one is like yeah. the absolute one you think of, but that uh, one definitely. Yeah, for sure,
0: exactly. Rock Apocalypse. Don't remember him ever saying that. Project Rock. And the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, or sports and entertainment, excuse me, although you could just call it sports entertainment. It's funny that he had time to do all of this um, because he actually called our show this week. Well,
1: finally, The Rock is back on WEEI, so what do you think about that, guys? Let's go. I'm
0: excited. Oh, I'm it looking forward to. Doesn't matter uh, what you uh, think. We'll walk so, shut right
1: your pie hole with <laughs> or the smackdown yep. will be on your ass. Yep.
0: Uh, we'll stop it there. He went for like two more minutes, but it's uh yeah, so the rock now calls our show. It's, I'm
1: going to show you how many catchphrases <laughs> I know. He could have just you
0: could to just read this whole list. You try to work uh the Samoan sensation and uh Rock Pocalypse in the conversation, but Anyway, there you go. That'll do it for another uh, successful edition of the Grab Bag. Uh, Of course, next week we have all full shows. Pretty soon the Red Sox are going to start to take over. So we're going to make the most of it while we can. But uh, full shows for most of the month of March. And every night around this time we like to... What the hell are you? I'm Grab Bag.